0: So, today we are uh, continuing with Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 19. Now, we had completed this up to 10th verse. The chapter's name is The Perfection of Spiritual Knowledge. So, how is spiritual knowledge imparted and how perfection happens after knowing that? So we will continue from verse 11. If you recollect last time we had left at a point where Uddhava has asked a certain question to Sri Krishna. So we are going to answer that question through Krishna's own methodology. What he is going to do is he is going to tell Uddhava what is the teaching given by someone to someone else. All right, And that is how he is going to come to it. So let us see. So Verse 11 Perfection of Spiritual Knowledge Chapter 19 Canto 11 Part 2 The Supreme Personality of God had said, My dear Uddhava, just as you are now inquiring from me, similarly in the past King Yudhishthir, who considered no one as his enemy, inquired from the greatest of the upholders of religious principles, Bhishma, while all of us were carefully listening. So." Krishna is telling Uddhava, whatever questions that you have asked, similar questions were asked by Yudhishthir to Bhishma Pitama. There is a very important line over here which says, you know, Yudhishthir never had any enemies, he never considered anybody as his enemy. The entire Mahabharata is based on a premise that the enemy of Yudhishthir and his entire race. Was Duryodhan, Dushasana, Shakuni, everybody. So they were Kauravas and they were Pandavas. So the idea that they were enemies and here it is mentioned who considered no one as his enemy, Yudhishthir. What is the meaning of these words? You see in our life we have a lot of people whom we consider ourselves as enemies. This person is very bad to me, he is my enemy. I don't like him. I don't like this person, I don't like that person, oh I love this person. People say these words. How do they say it? Sometimes they say in terms of, you know, somebody who has done something bad to them. Now suppose somebody has failed you, some teacher has failed you in your examination. So you always consider that teacher as your enemy. Yeah, I am sure everybody has considered that teacher as the enemy or you have had a broken affair, You know. Like the boyfriend, husband, you know, or girlfriend, there is a broken affair. So you will say, oh, that girl was very bad, you know, she was nasty. Or the girl will say, that boy was terrible, he was not good at all. So you become enemies. In life also sometimes, you know, the father is the enemy or the mother is the enemy. Oh, I have a student who's, uh, whose mother threw her out of the house along with her two kids okay and she owned a very big HDB flat in Singapore and from that HDB flat the mother said get out and she threw her out and this lady treats her mother as her enemy so you can have mother as an enemy or father as an enemy or your relatives, there are so many relatives in our life, you know, who will come, you know, they come and laga a little bit of chamcha in our life, <laughs> I'm sure. You know that very well. They will come and they will... In Hindi, they will say, bharna. Kaan bharna means they will come and say, you know, your father, you know, he's given more property to your sister. Finish. That is the end of Solomon Grundy. That means what? You have had a big fight over there. So that person becomes your enemy or somebody else. This idea that we have enemies is a very very common phenomena with the material minded people. Whereas in spirituality we know very well this whole world works only on the principle that everybody is responsible for their own karma. If everybody is responsible for their own karma, why is it that we are thinking that somebody is our enemy? Nobody is our enemy. Everything happens by the will of God. And if everything happens by the will of God, why should we consider somebody as our enemy? It's a programmed thing. Suppose there is something which is called a fixed program in our life and it happens, perchance, or somebody comes and says something to us or we lose somebody in our life or we you know some some kind of a fight happens why is it that you are blaming that person actually you yourself are responsible you will say oh, how am i responsible as per the law of karma you have done the same thing in your previous life to that person so then who is responsible for that problem So let us say, you, somebody has slapped you or somebody has beaten you, so you consider that person as your enemy. Why should you consider that person as your enemy? Because in some previous life of yours, you have beaten that person. So how does he become your enemy? He is only giving you back what he has taken from you, as per the law of karma. So if it is as per the law of karma, why are you thinking that he is doing something wrong? And this this kind of an understanding makes a person not an enemy. But it is a very very deep spiritual understanding. You will only come to know about it if you are spiritually perfect. You will otherwise consider everybody as you know this person is good or this person is bad. In spirituality we do not consider anybody as good or bad everybody is same so that is the reason why Yudhishthir cons- never considered anybody as the enemy when the great battle of Kurukshetra had ended King Yudhishthir was overwhelmed by the death of many beloved well-wishers and thus after listening to instructions about many religious principles he finally inquired about the path of liberation so Bhishma Pitama is lying there and Yudhishthir goes and asks him these life questions i will now speak unto you those religious principles of vedic knowledge detachment self-realization faith and devotional service that were heard directly from the mouth of Bhishma dev so krishna is now going to tell Uddhava, what is it that Bhishma pitamma said to his disciple that which is yudhishthira i personally approve of that knowledge by which one sees the combination of 9, 11, 5 and 3 elements in all living entities and ultimately one element within those 28. Okay, this line looks like, you know, what is this? 9, 11, 5, 3 elements of all living entities. First let us see what is 3. 3 are the 3 gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas. Then we come to the next one, the 5. The five elements in in nature are what? Earth, wind, fire, correct? All those you know, water and so on. Then we come to the next. What are the rest of it? The nine of them. The nine of them are called organs of action as well as organs of sense, the sense organs. So five sense organs, what are they? Eyes, ears, nose, you know, all those things. So five sense organs we have. Now four organs of action why not five because one is common to both okay see two hands two legs becomes one two third one is anus fourth one is genitalia and the fifth one which is common to both is called your tongue it is for taste as well as for speech taste and speech is all connected to one organ only Hmm? somebody doesn't have the tongue that person may not be able to speak so it's the same so 9 then there is 11 oh what are those 11 now 11 are the things which we consider as qualities in the human nature how this whole thing came put together so what are these this is the mahatattva, the false ego, these are not inside a human being, but they all came together in the inside the person. Fine sense of organs, perception, action, everything combined together. They form these things. So, the human being is cons- consisting of these 28 principles. So, we will further when no one, one no longer sees the twenty-eight separate material elements which arises from a single cause but rather sees the cause itself, the personality of Godhead at that time, one direct experience is called vidnana or Self-realization. So, what is Krishna saying? Bhishma Pitama said, if you consider everything in this universe, as made up of these principles, then only the spiritual knowledge will flower in you and then you will understand the truth and this knowledge is called Vijnana Now what is it? Think about it, I am going to shut off one organ, one. Now if I shut off this one organ, what happens to you? you are not able to see me see what happened I put my hand on the camera you are not able to see me the camera is your eye you will not be able to see another person if you shut your eyes your vision will be incomplete you will not be able to visualize something Think about, everybody in this world is blind, then what happens? What is the point of beauty in this world? Can one blind person tell another blind person that there is another beautiful person next to him? No way, no way can you distinguish, no way can anybody distinguish. Think about it, if there is no ears, Nobody is able to hear. The whole world is not able to hear. So how are they going to communicate and say to the other person, Oh, let us go and eat. Maybe sign language. (laughs) But we don't know about that also. So you will find that all these elements are put together so that they become a homogeneous structure everybody's vision combines together to create an entire 360 degrees you know in facebook you have you can you can see 360 degrees right round the camera shows you we have that kind of a vision i can see through somebody else's eyes what that person can see think suppose you are staying in united states I am staying here in India now if you are standing in Times Square New York you can tell me you know Guru there are 10,000 people doing yoga over here I mean think about it there were 10,000 people doing yoga in Times Square in New York City and it, and you are doing you know like in Hindi we say in olden times we used to carry one small radio in our ear you know we had that tiny radio and the, and over there somebody used to give commentary you know Sunil Gavaskar usne balla feka aur balli ne usko uthake ghumadiya chauka laga diya aur chakka laga diya oh my god and kapil dev right arm over the wicket oh left arm over the wicket bone kar diya and you are not there in that place but yet you are listening to it we are all connected isn't it The whole world is connected like this, whether it is through vision, sound, you name it, everything. You may say, what about legs, what about hands, what about these other things? Sir, if I don't have hands, let us say nobody had hands, how are we going to pick up things and how are we going to give and take and do things? imagine that kind of a funny situation nobody is able to pick up but they can you know point out with their eyes it doesn't work and this is the funny part so the whole world is connected one way or the other we are connected and this connection is so mutual so beautiful that we do not pay attention to this connection at all everybody is connected everybody is linked to each other But we consider somebody as good, somebody as bad, somebody as enemy, somebody as friend and this goes on and on and on. Why is it necessary to consider somebody else as enemy or somebody else as friend? It's a job. Now we will come to a situation where you know, you consider somebody as your enemy in your life. In your personal, official job, you know, wherever you are going wherever you are working you know suppose you are working for an organization where the HR manager is very nasty to you or you see your immediate supervisor is always reprimanding you and saying something bad or the other don't you consider that person as your enemy 100% you consider him as enemy and you will say that he is a very nasty fellow you know he is never going to allow me to get promoted he will only give money to his, de- you know, all the guys who are there with him, sab drink ko jate hai, usko paisa, nahi paisa. Isn't that how we talk? Or you will find that somebody is, uh, you know, not sanctioning your leave. Or somebody who is not giving you certain things, you know. Suppose you want certain information in office. And that person, and that person says, no, I am very busy, come tomorrow, come tomorrow, come tomorrow. And that tomorrow, tomorrow never uh, appears. And this is the reason why you will say, mi hai, useless fellow. Why is he useless? Why do you consider that person useless? Don't you think he is a very tiny portion in this big jigsaw puzzle? You know the jigsaw puzzle that is there? Suppose if I remove one piece from it, one piece gets lost in a thousand jigsaw puzzle, you know, those pieces. One thousand pieces, one piece is missing. Do you know the whole thing do, looks very awkward, looks very stupid? You are not going to be happy if one piece is missing. If that person doesn't do that kind of a thing, if he doesn't do that villain giri in your life, you will not be in this position. One person doesn't kick you out of the job, you will not be in another job. You know that? So everything is a happenstance. Everything is a culmination. So here in this text, what is he saying? All this knowledge that everybody is there and it's a part and parcel of the whole will make you understand the truth about life and that knowledge is called Vijnana. so we will never deride a person and we will never praise another person because at the end of the day everybody is doing what they are programmed to do by destiny everybody is programmed by destiny to do what they are supposed to do if somebody has sued you if somebody has if you, if somebody has slapped you, if somebody has thrown you out of your house, if somebody has done something bad to you or somebody has done something good to you, has given you money, has given you, you know, house to stay, whatever, do you think that that person is good and the previous one was bad? No, everything is a part and parcel of a culmination of an entire subset called destiny. And we are all connected in this world because of this destiny. So why are we considering somebody as a bad person and somebody as a good person? They are important. If one person doesn't throw you out of that, their house, how will you get the new house? One lady who had come to me when many years ago and she had asked me, can you predict my future? I mean, I used to do tarot cards, this, that, many other things. So when she came to me and I told her her future. So that was her third marriage. So I said, uh, this is your third marriage. So what is good about it and what is bad about it? So when I was discussing with her, some incident came up and she started yelling at me and talking nonsense. I was just saying what I can see. So when I was telling her, He said, why is it that you are saying this? So I said, if you recollect, you see, when you were divorcing your first husband and marrying your second husband, were you very upset with your first? Yes, that fellow was a very bad fellow. And so when you got your second husband, were you happy with it? Yeah. Now when you went through the second divorce, were you happy about it? No, I hate that fellow. So when you got your third husband, Were you happy about it? Yes, this guy is very good. Now tell me something, how will you meet the person number 3 if you have not gone through first divorce and the second divorce? Did you get this point? If you don't go through the first divorce and if you don't go through the second divorce, how will you meet the person number 3 in your life? So everybody is equally responsible, isn't it? So why are we considering point number one or person number one or person number two as the villain in your life? They have just performed a duty, performed a job. They are a pawn. Everybody is a pawn. They are just playing their role. And if the role is not getting played, how will you understand what is today going to happen? You know, what is going to happen today? Will you understand that? No. So suppose you had five boyfriends five boyfriends or five girlfriends how will you come to the sixth one if you have not been ditched by the five and you may get married to the sixth girlfriend of yours isn't it or your sixth boyfriend of yours so consider it like that so don't consider anybody as an enemy or a friend or anything like that we have to consider everything as happenstance things which happen and because they happen we have to just consider it's a part and parcel of our destiny. We have to meet this kind of people. If they don't, if they, they that one piece is missing from our life, we cannot have our life today. So give importance to everything in this world. Importance doesn't mean you are supposed to pander to that person. You are a bad person, yet I like you. You can't go and say those words to that person. Okay? If there is a villain in your life, there is a villain in your life. You can just ignore the villain. got you got the point i hope you understand what i'm speaking you can only say hi hello how are you it's not necessary to go and shake hands and you know hug that person it's not necessary if you hug the person you will get the aura of that person so if that person is a nasty person you know you will get the aura of a nasty person and you will also feel sick so don't go and hug a person whom you don't feel like hugging okay Isn't it the same when somebody is not put on a deodorant and you go and hug that person and you know, yuck, immediately you will feel bad about it, isn't it? So the aura creates that kind of a situation in our life. So coming to the next verse, commencement, termination and maintenance are the stages of material causation. That which consistently accompanies all these material phases from one creation to another and remains alone when all material phases are annihilated in the single eternal. Ah, This verse looks like very, very big words, very big words. Commencement, the beginning, termination, the end and the maintenance, there are three things. Always there are three things. There are three Gods for it, isn't it? One is Brahma. One is Shiva, that's the beginning is Brahma, ending is Shiva, the middle one is called Vishnu. These are the stages of material causation. Everything goes through this stage. Why do they go through this stage? You have to have a beginning which is called your birth. You have to have your end also which is called death. Suppose you don't die. Okay, now you are alive for the 400 years of your life. You know the current generation will say, he is my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. So what happened to your great-great-great-grandfather? Oh, he died. But this 25 times removed great-grandfather is still alive. How funny can that sound? So everything has to have a termination also. Like I told you, if the first person doesn't go through divorce, how can you meet the second one? If the second divorce doesn't happen, how can you meet the third one, right? It is the same as when we have fights in our family, fights in our life, arguments. If the argument doesn't happen, how will you understand love? And if love doesn't happen, how will you understand enmity? All these things are a part and parcel of the whole. So commencement is required of anything, termination is required of everything and there is a middle also and the middle is called maintenance that which consistently accompanies all these material phases from one creation to another and remains alone when all material phases are annihilated in one eternal so there is always birth sustenance death birth, sustenance, death it's a continuous cycle we are recycled by the way human beings are also recycled just like they tell you in your own uh, village or city or town don't they say recycle 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 so are you also not a part of the recycle yes of course you are very much a part of a recycle let us look at a very simple item Hmm? a walnut tree there is a walnut tree which has grown which has given walnuts to you now After the tree dies, or it has become old, you cut it. After you cut it, then you create logs of wood. After you create the logs of wood, then you send them to make it into a furniture. The furniture is then carved. So you have walnut carved furniture. Which is the place which is very famous for that? It's called Kashmir, by the way. I mean, those who really don't know about it, You can get very beautifully walnut carved Kashmir, you know, uh, tables, chairs and so on and so forth. So recycling has happened, isn't it? In the same way, now let us look at it from life point of view. Now, we will take three lives together. First life, second life and third life. Okay. Now in the first life, which happened in 18th century, then 19th century and then 20th century. That is three centuries we will take. All the life together. Now in the first life, A marries B. A is husband, B is wife. Now A marries B, what happens? They continuously keep on having arguments after arguments and after arguments. Arguments are continuous. And during their marriage, the man... Because there was a time for dowry and all those kind of stuff at that time. So the man has taken a very big dowry. Now in the 18th century he has taken 1000 rupees as dowry. It's a very big amount in 18th century. So then what happens in the 19th century? So the man dies and the woman dies. And the man used to always ill-treat the woman. Next life of theirs, they are again reborn. Now, in the first life of theirs, A is married, A is a man, B is a woman. Now, if A is married to B, think about it. If this man was very bad with this woman, is there a repayment happened in 18th century? No repayment has happened. Because the woman was always at the receiving end. The man has taken 1000 rupees dowry. Hmm? Has he given anything? No. So, in the 19th century, when they are again reborn, how can one person pay to the other? There is a very simple answer. The man will become a woman and the woman will become a man. Correct? And this man who was previous life was a woman, will repay exactly what he had done in the previous life. But can anything be exact? Suppose the man in 18th century had given 10 slaps. Do you think the man in the 19th century who was a woman in the first one? I am sorry, I hope you get the track clear. Do you think he will remember, I have to give 10 slaps back? Sit straight. He is not going to. You know, he will give additional 2-3 more. He'll give thirteen slaps, maybe. Oh my God, so it's not an equal thing, no. And in the last life, one person had taken one thousand rupees. In this life, he takes ten thousand rupees. This man takes ten thousand rupees from that woman. What happened? Why is one thousand to be paid become ten thousand? Oh sir. A economic student will say oh we have to calculate inflation in terms of inflation we should have taken not 10 he should have taken 20 ok let us take inflation into account that means he has taken half of it isn't it but if I don't take inflation he has taken 9000 extra so there has to be a repayment somewhere and in this life they are not able to repay so they are born in the 10th, 20th century so the whoever is the man will now become a woman and the woman will become a man I am giving a very simple example for purpose of understanding. It is not necessary that they will become humans. One will become a cockroach and second one may become a chappal. You know chappal? Ah. So the chappal can beat the cockroach to death. <laughs> so don't bother your head about it. <coughs> Just for understanding purpose this reversal happens again. And in 20th century the dowry has become 10 lakh rupees oh my goodness gracious Ten thousand to 10 lakh rupees is a very big amount so when are you going to repay it so this cycle of life continues 21st century 22nd century 23rd century 24th century 1.85 million that is you can imagine 18 lakhs lives of ours. we keep on doing this back and forth back and forth back and forth And suppose there is a wife or a husband who doesn't like his wife or a husband, whoever, the opposite character. Or the boyfriend doesn't like girlfriend or the girlfriend doesn't like boyfriend. You know what? You have sanctioned your life with this idiot for the next millions of lives. Why do you want to get into this trap? I hope you understood. The person you hate to see is going to come back to your life to give you the same thing. Think. Draupadi had the Vastraharan, okay? She, you know, that guy, Dushasan, Duryodhan, all those fellows. Don't you think it was a repayment for something which she might have done in some previous life? It is, it is possible. So, when Bhishma Pitama was telling this story, He is giving answers like this, he is telling a reason why this has happened. So it is only a repayment. So the three things are important, first is commencement, second one is termination and the third one is maintenance, that is three. Commencement, maintenance and termination, three things happens and everything keeps on happening again and again and again and again and again in a continuous succession, one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. Now think about the million lives that you might have led. You really believe it's ever going to end? No. It's never going to end because you will have to meet the same idiot again and again and again and again. Now you are calling that person an idiot today. You may become the idiot in next life. Ah. And then that person becomes the receiver. And then the next life after that, that person becomes the giver. So giver, receiver, giver, receiver, it is a continuous cycle. And that is the reason why karma is such a dangerous thing. From four types of evidences. What are the evidences there? What are the evidences Krishna is saying that Bhishma Pitama gave? First is called Vedic knowledge. It is there in our scriptures. Second one is direct experience. Third is traditional wisdom. And fourth one is logical induction. One can understand the temporary, insubstantial situation of a material world by which one becomes detached from the duality of this world. We have to, now, even the scientists, you know, they have to give multiple methodologies of giving some answers, some conclusions, isn't it? If somebody came up with a Big Bang Theory, and the Big Bang Theory, not the serial by the way, if there is a Big Bang Theory, how did the Big Bang happen? The answer is very simple. The Big Bang happened because we are now looking at evidence from the past. The evidence from the past tells us about the future. Now do you think that Neil deGrasse Tyson or you know Richard Dawkins or some other idiot in this world who considers themselves as great scientists have gone and seen what is there in the black hole? No. Do you think Mr. Charles Darwin has gone backwards in time to consider oh how did the ape become a man or how did the man come from the ape? No. He is looking at the evidence that is there in front of him. He has used a certain parameters by coming to a certain conclusion. Whether those conclusions are right or wrong are dependent on time. You should understand this. You see, everything is dependent on time. Nobody understands. No Neil deGrasse Tyson understands that everything is dependent on time alone. Today, what he thinks that there is a black hole and the black hole is sucking in energy. Tomorrow, somebody will come up with a new theory. Oh, black hole is not sucking energy. It is creating energy. And then what happens to his theory or whoever's theory that is? It will all get thrown into the dustbin and the new theory will be it. So many years ago somebody came up with the theory which was how creation happened and thereafter somebody came with a the theory like Mr. Charles Darwin, he came up with his own theory and now somebody else will come up with his own theory and then we will say, oh we all didn't come from the apes, you know, we came from aliens. Where did the aliens come from? Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe I should go and ask, you know, uh, Signy, uh, what um, Weaver or Sigourney Weaver or somebody like that. What? Why should I go and ask that? No, no, go and let us go and ask the Star Wars creator, George Lucas, yes, Steven Spielberg. Maybe they have better answers. Wonder Woman, this, that, where do they come from? From outer space. Where did outer space come from? No, no, no. We have to go and study that. So there is no answer. So our answers are the spiritual people have the answers. The spiritually perfect people, you know what to do? They are not idiots, they come up with four theories. And these are four parameters by which they can substantiate what they are saying. First one is called Vedic knowledge. Some person somewhere in the past has given this knowledge to us. Somewhere in the past. You know, like you go and see archaeologists, you know, archaeologists what do they do? They go and study all the ruins in this world. And when they go and study the ruins in this world, they understand the truth about some life somewhere. You see, if you go to Egypt, okay, you will find all the hieroglyphics and all the beautiful things carved on the wall. So by learning about them, you understand the past. Similarly, Vedic knowledge has come down from ages. So somebody down there has written it many thousands of years ago. So we know. Today, people are disowning Jesus Christ and the Bible and every other thing. How can you disown? It was written, Jesus Christ was there and today, just because some idiot in this world says, oh, there was no person called Jesus Christ, doesn't make the person become extinct. I'm sorry, there is nothing like that. Jesus Christ was very much there. Similarly, there was Buddha. Today, by just saying, oh, there was no Buddha. Cannot make the Buddha invisible and uh, disappear. No. There is a Vedic knowledge which tells us the truth. And that Vedic knowledge is extremely important. Second one is your direct experience. Your own experience will tell you. In your current life, don't you have experiences? And the experiences teaches you every single day how things are done. What do they teach you? You act nasty with a person, you have to get it back, isn't it? Think about it. If you are going to act bad with a person, do you think the universe will not give you back? You will get it back. This is a law of equality in this world. Everything is balanced out very clearly. You go and destroy the environment. Is the environment not going to destroy you? Of course it is going to destroy you. You go and... You know, uh, build cities over land, which is not to be occupied. You are trying to throw out the animals. You think the animals will not throw you out sometime? They will definitely. And this equalization is anyway going to happen sometime in the future. You may say, Are those animals are dead and extinct. Jurassic Park dekha hai. You understand Jurassic Park? You know, there was a very beautiful movie called Jurassic Park. They took one DNA from the blood which has got coagulated, okay, and they took that DNA from that and they created those creatures. So, now if you think about those kind of technologies coming in the future, you think all the dinosaurs will not come back? They can come back. Saber to tiger, you know, that like that. You think he will not come back? Of course, he will come back. Think about it everybody in this world is going to come back whoever you think that has gone and disappeared there were in, in ancient times there were certain trees they will also come back the animals they will come back and everything has to get u- equalized and this law is extremely important that the equalization has to happen and direct experience will teach you that if your boss was nasty you think he is going to remain nasty boss he is going to get it back somewhere or the other it is the universe equalizes everything. So this is called direct experience. You have you going to get a direct experience of it. You physically will get an experience. The third one is called traditional wisdom. A traditional wisdom teaches you a lot of beautiful things. Traditional wisdom tells you what? Today, it's an age which is, okay, I am with this guy. Tomorrow I am with that guy. Day after tomorrow I am with that guy. Other girl says, oh I am going here and I am going there, I am doing this, I am doing that. Okay, so you mean to say, there is no repayment somewhere? There is going to be a repayment. You see, you think that it is not going to get repaid. There is always a repayment for everything. person forgets this in life. And traditional knowledge will tell you that there is always the same story. And it keeps on repeating again and again and again and again and again. again. Was there rape during the time of Sri Krishna and all that? Of course, you are reading a great story called Mahabharata. There was rape at that time also. Huh? 500 years ago, of course there was rape and all that. And today in Delhi and in every other place, of course there is that today. Some people say, our country is the best, you know, we don't have any crime in this world. Sorry sir, please wait for a few more years. That place will be flooded with crime. Okay. How did that happen? Australia, today such a prosperous country, such a beautiful, prosperous country. It says, oh all the black fellows you are not allowed inside this country, get lost. All you Indians, go away from here. In America also they do the same and in Europe also they do the same. What is Australia made up of? The original people are called the aboriginals, correct, aborigines as they call themselves. Then who are the new ones who came? You know in olden times, all the criminals, they were put by all the European nations in a country called Australia. So all the criminals of the world from the past were thrown into that place so that they cannot leave that place. So today if you look at their origins of all the white people in the world in Australia where do you think their origin will take them? They were all criminals. Their old forefathers were nasty criminals from the past. And today they are telling people like Indians get out of this country. For reasons beyond anybody's can and understanding. So does that tell you something? In America, America was made up of a land which was called Red Indians. Hmm? The Red Indians, you know, the people wear all those feathers and stuff like that and then they dance around that fire and all that. They send smoke signals. All the Europeans came and threw these people out. Today, those people are like, you know, very tiny community. What has happened? So this is called knowledge from the past. By the way, this knowledge is extremely solid. You should know this. And the last one is called logical induction. Now think about it. Have I given you everything step by step by step by step by step? in my satsang you will always understand that i do not talk in a language which you will not know my language is simply your everyday story my language whatever i teach here in a satsang is an everyday story i take instances from our newspapers i take instances from facebook page this page that page you know all the news channels everywhere and i tell you the story And these stories are coming from what is called logical study. I am doing logical answers. Logically, if you look at it, what you have taken has to be given back. If you have given one slap, you have to get that one slap back. If you have taken one rupee from somebody, you have to take that one rupee back. This is a very, very logical answer. And no science can come at this point and say, Oh, what you are saying is all bullshit and nonsense. I am sorry. You don't understand the truth. We give four proof. Number one is Vedic knowledge. Something which our forefathers have written and given us. Second one is called direct experience. You are physically actually going through the experience. The third one is called traditional wisdom. And the fourth one is called logical. One can understand the temporary in substantial situations of the material world by looking at everything in this world you will be able to understand the whole situation in a very beautiful manner think see that's a siren we say that's the truth and here you can get the fifth truth over here I'm sorry I'm just joking but <laughs> the truth is that you will understand this logic. The siren tells us it has 7.15 ok and that we are supposed to enter the premises and sign the mastercard or whatever that is or maybe give your biometrics and go inside the company that's what it says isn't it. So logically it is telling you there are pointers in this world siren as siren in a factory so you go inside so this is what you will get an understanding of this temporary world of ours it is there today tomorrow it is not there today what is there will not be there tomorrow so all this is an insubstantial situation of the material world by which one becomes detached is now that you have understood this knowledge You have understood this knowledge, okay? This little understanding you have got. Your understanding is, suppose, you know that your boss is anyway going to get it back or the boss is going to, uh, maybe you have done that to your boss. What are you going to do? Now that you have the knowledge, you know what is the answer? What can I do? I'll let it be. Let it be is not the answer. Suppose you let it be, how can let it be be an answer? Let it be is not the answer. The answer is if that person has slapped you, you have to slap him back. And that is only way in which the situation is neutralized. Did you understand this? Some person says, you know, I have given one lakh rupees to this person, I will not collect from him, you know, it's okay, it's all right, yaar, Chodou na, garib hai. Admi nahi de daan punya kar diya, I'm sorry, you have not done any daan punya, by the way, nobody does, da- you know, daan punya means what, you have done charity, nobody does charity, that money has to come back to you, it is still lying in the books of account is still lying there in the books of account and the books of account have to be balanced if you say in life that it is alright let it be suppose you have a husband who beats the hell out of you and you say let it be the universe doesn't work as per your principles the universe says it has to be returned back Otherwise, it's a crime. Isn't it? Otherwise, tomorrow, you know what you'll do? You'll go to a bank and pick up one million dollars from there and the bank will say, let it be. It is, there. Is no let it be in a bank. The banker will not say, okay, okay, you can rob one million dollars from the bank. It's let it be. No. You have to pay the bank 1 million dollars back. And by the way, suppose you get caught and you go to jail for 10 years. You think that thing is equalized? Ah, Don't don't be under this impression that you get punishment in the material world that means I have equalized. I will give you an understanding of that. Don't you ever dare think like that. Okay? Okay? if you think you know today if you think that you are being nasty to me now let us say you keep on calling me certain names you say you are a useless person you are third class you are like this you are like that you don't treat me nicely Dekana, and all those kind of things you keep on saying all those things to me and i am a very nice human being i say yes master yes master yes master i keep on saying to you do you know how much karma you have actually made against me? There is a whole pile of karma which happens. And let us say, you who has cursed me so much, stumbles and falls down flat. Dhab. Okay? And you lose your teeth. Huh? Or your leg gets broken. So can I say Oh, dekho, achcha ho gaya, meru itna gali diya na iske uska pair gaya Can I say that his, his leg got broken because he was giving me so much of gali so many bad words Aha, aha, that is not called equalization If I have given if that person has given me 1000 bad words in some life of mine I have to give him back those 1000 bad words then only it is equal. Otherwise, there is no equality in that. You know, sir, in some life that person will have to knock my one teeth off. So there is no equalization in this world. Just the way you think, you know, but just give equal No, no equalization. You will say again. But you mean to say that it didn't get equalized? No way. Suppose you are a rape victim. Now this is a very serious case. Suppose you are a rape victim. Five people have raped you. And those five people get caught. They get into the jail. Okay. Seven years they get punishment. As a rape victim are you going to be feeling that justice was served the rape victim cannot face society wherever she goes people will look at her Iska to rape ho Shadi kaun karega the trauma which this person has gone through Can it be equalized to 7 years in prison of those people, those who have, uh, the perpetrators? No way sir, no way, no way can you say that this is an equalization in law. Law is an ass. There is no equalization for this girl who has been raped. And let us say, after rape she goes and commits suicide. Is there any way in which if I kill those four people by the court says in kofasidam? Do you think that is an equalization? No way sir. What is the equalization? It has to be absolutely equal. And By the way don't be under the impression that just because somebody gets caught. Doesn't mean that that person has gone scot free. Suppose you have taken something from a place which is not belonging to you and you go and own up over there. You know, suppose you take, you go to a shop. Now in the shop you see one chocolate and you go and eat one chocolate over there. And maybe after 10 days, you feel, you know, yaar, I should not have done this chocolate lena. I should go and pay that person money. So you go and pay that person 10 rupees. That person looks at you and asks you, "Ye 10 kyu? Wo maine us din, 10, ek 10 ka chocolate chori kiya tha, Wo main return karra hai. Does that take away that stigma? You understand the word stigma from that person? No way, no way. It doesn't take the stigma from the person. This understanding has never occurred to human beings today. Your mind will not tell you this understanding. I want you to think of another situation in your own life. Now you as a youngster have indulged yourself in a drinking orgy you know a drinking kind of situation in the uk in uk cambridge university all the students you know they have the last day of their they go and enjoy they get sozzled they get drunk and there is a river over there they remove all their clothes become naked and go and stand in the river and do all kinds of things they have sex in the open they do everything Is there any equalization for that? No way. No way. It is going to come back to them. It is going to come back to that person. Think about it. Can anybody repay that? Can you repay that? And can another person be okay with it? You see. There are so many people in this world today. Let us take example of Donald Trump's wife, Melania. Melania had given some shoots, you know, some. she had taken off her clothes for some magazine. Today she has become the president's wife. Hmm? Isn't the world pointing out to her on that? There was a minister in some German place or some such uh, parliament. That woman said certain nasty things about Melania. And did it go away? No way, it has never gone away. It has never gone away. One wrong cannot be corrected by 10 rights also. Please understand, one wrong can never be corrected by 10 right if somebody has done something wrong if you have taken money if you have taken something which you have taken from somebody or something which is morally against this law if somebody has done something morally against the universal law please understand it can never be equalized by doing 10 rights in this world today there are lots of instances where people are staying you know the way they want to in life Some people are giving nude photography, some people are doing selfies and this and that and all those kind of things. Do you think that can be equalized by some other methodologies? No way! The universe doesn't work like that. You have to be repaid back the whole thing. So no law in this world, even if somebody is given a 10 year prison sentence, can never be equalized in the eyes of this universe. The universe remembers everything. The the universe is by the way called Maya. Destiny. Destiny remembers everything. If you have said one nasty word against another, the nasty word has to be given back to you. If you have done something bad in this world, the bad could be, you know, you have gone and robbed somebody, you have murdered somebody, you have slapped somebody, Whatever it might be. If you have gone against any human laws in this world, which are called the Vedic kind, you will be repaid back. Take it from me. Do not try to act smart and say, you know, it's okay, it is today's culture. Today's culture to do what? To do bad things and wrong things? My destiny in this world is not going to let you go. There is no forgiveness in this world. Please understand this. There is no forgiveness in this world. If you have done something which is against the grain of this human existence, of the Vedic knowledge, of this world, it will be given back. So kindly do not try to do anything wrong in this world. So, the answer to this is, I am going to end this now in another one minute. The answer to this is, always live your life in the righteous manner. Do not try to act smart and try to take on destiny. You will be repaid back that whole thing. But doing two rights doesn't make one wrong go away. If you go against the grain of this entire universe, you will get it back. So be a good person. Be a nice, good human being. Following the edicts and the laws and the reasons that are necessary. The four things are important. Vedic knowledge, direct experience, traditional wisdom and logical induction. This is what will teach you very clearly. Your most important word here. Reasoning doesn't work. So don't try to give bullshit reasoning which your stupid mind is giving you. So don't give reasonings, the Vedic laws are there, you have to follow them. You have to understand that there is a traditional wisdom, The traditional wisdom teaches us certain things, follow that traditional wisdom. Third one, you have to understand which is called direct experience. You have direct experience in your life and don't try to hide behind certain things. So don't think that if the girl is murdered, if the girl is killed, you know, after raped, people go to jail, that is not called equalization. Destiny will definitely bring her and all those perpetrators back. And in every life she will have to do this one, then the next one is the next life, next and the next and the next. So think about it. If 4 people have raped this one girl she will have to rape these 4 people in a life in somewhere somewhere down the line some life of hers then only it will get equal by giving somebody jail sentences and all is not going to get equal killing one person or killing 4 people will not equalize this understand this this is how destiny works and this is what Krishna is talking about so I will stop over here and then we will continue from verse number 18 onwards tomorrow